Hey, good morning, friends. Skip here again for our next episode of Finding Meaning. Uh, happy Friday morning. It is 5.40 a.m. in a very dark, pretty darn cold South Central Iowa. I uh, hope things are well in your life. I uh, hope that you are finding some meaning, uh, some true and real meaning. And uh, I want to talk about how we know when we might be finding some meaning. So, you know, we are, we human beings are creatures that are geared to find, try to find meaning. I think it's probably a fair assessment to say that at, at least to some degree or part of what it even means to be alive and to be human is to find meaning. Now, why that is, I don't know. As I have said before, I'm only going to talk about things that that I'm sure of. Um, is life designed for us to find meaning? Have we lost meaning and we need to rediscover it? Um, you know, is our having a false self and a false reality uh, a mistake made by we humans? Is it purpose-filled by the universe? I don't know all those answers. I have my ideas, concepts, but uh, what I do know is that, or, or what I'm willing to, to podcast on, let me say it that way, is that when I look at the world objectively, when I, when I look at the world with, without my own sort of bias, I can see that uh, we don't really know any real meaning, that the meanings we put in place are not authentically us because they still involve uh, things like racism and violence poverty uh, they still involve hierarchy and power uh, they still involve wars and pestilence uh, and as I talk to almost every human being I mean probably every human being I come in contact with I get a sense or they just tell me right out that they too are looking for meaning that, that they too uh, sense on some deep level that there's more to life than, than the job they're working or the people they're being uh, or the reality that they see. And uh, a lot of those people have spent a lot of time uh, searching for that meaning in chemicals or in relationships or in uh, organized religion, or in politics, or in academics, uh, practicing certain theologies, certain philosophies, certain psychologies, and ultimately, very few people, and I'm not going to say everybody, because I, so. I think there are quite a few of, of us, I'm going to include you here and me, that, that have 
some degree, some notion of what meaning, what the real meaning of life may be. Uh, but, you know, even, and I'll just say for everybody, we still don't completely know. And so uh, most people, and to some degree, all people, uh, yearn for that deeper meaning. <clears throat> now, it's easy to point out what's not real, right? Just turn on the news. Just watch how people behave. Sit at a mall or at a Walmart or at, a, at an outdoor event. Sit at any crowded place safely and, and watch people interact. Uh, watch the news. Watch, uh, watch uh, a group of, go to a sporting event and, and watch how people behave. And you will see uh, clearly, plainly, immediately, that we don't know who we are. It is that acute and that obvious. Uh, now, <laughs> that might take the fun out of your sporting event if that's what you're there for, but but nevertheless, it's it's a way to understand that that um, we we don't have any real substantial meaning in life. The meanings that we put in place are can be often very vacuous, very shallow, uh, and and lack any depth. Uh, they do, and so I want to talk about where we can begin to, if we can see where the false reality is, I want to talk about where we begin to see where the true reality is, where the true meaning is. And so, you know, think about the last time you were kind to someone else for no reason. Think about the last time you were kind to someone else for no reason. You held a door maybe. Uh, maybe you bought a coffee for someone behind you in line in the drive-through. Uh, maybe, maybe you gave someone something without them asking, or if they asked, you gave it without expecting anything back. And I'm sure you have all had those experiences where you have been kind to other people. Or think about a time when people have been kind to you. When you were hurting, someone saw that, you know, and gave you a hug. Or someone went out of their way to tell you things were going to be okay. And I don't mean just, I don't mean like your therapist, you know. Paying for that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with therapy. I, I highly I, a good therapist is a very spiritually transformative thing. What I'm talking about here is is just kindness for no reason other than to be kind. Both those times you have been kind, and the times people have been kind to you. How did you feel? Well, after we experience those times, we feel we feel a gratification. Uh, there's a deep sense of accomplishment. There's a deep sense of gratitude with that act. There's a deep sense of, of transformation with that act of kindness. There's a deep sense of hope 
with that act of kindness. And I can honestly tell you that there have been times in my life when, and I'm not exaggerating, just a, a simple how are you or someone taking three minutes to just listen to me was everything. It was everything. Maybe even life-saving. Because, and the reason those moments are so gratifying and so hopeful and so meaningful, the reason those moments of kindness are that way is because that's reality. That's reality, folks. If you want to know where meaning is at, that way you felt when you were selfless, when you were self-giving, not to be recognized, not to get credit, but just to, to be a decent human, that's outside of the false reality. That's outside of the false uh, conceptual matrix that we have made our reality to be. When we are cruel to each other, when we are harmful to each other, when we are unkind, when we are not kind to each other, we're inside the false reality, functioning the way we have learned to function, being selfish rather than selfless. When we're selfless rather than selfish, then we are beginning to step outside that that false reality we've created. I will tell you that when you actively, consciously live out kindness, and, and I try, this is something I do do. This is something that I practice because in my personal belief system, I believe love is the only religion, is the true spirituality that matters and that kindness is the sacrament. When you are kind for no reason, people are suspect of that. And they're suspect of that because that's outside of their meaning. That's outside of their understanding. People are not kind for no reason. In, in the false reality, <coughs> we have become... And, you know, I still struggle with it, too. We have become jaded and suspect. So there you are. One, one way to understand what it looks like outside of the false reality is that feeling you get when you are kind for no reason. You don't, it doesn't need to be reciprocated. No one owes you anything. Uh, and often those acts of kindness are done in small ways. Uh, holding a door, buying a coffee listening to a friend, uh, being patient with that friend's struggles. Uh, it, it really is an amazingly transformative thing. I could also say the same thing about loving people. You know, when you practice real sacrificial love for other people, uh, it, you know, maybe they're in your family, maybe they're your friends, maybe it's your partner, uh, when you practice that real love, uh, that sort of self-giving love that is not, <clears throat> not giving itself for 
some ulterior motive or some other agenda, which that's not love anyway, when people show you affection for their means and ends, that's not love. Uh, but when you really experience that true, unconditional, agape-type love, that's transformative. That's transformative. When, when people uh, help you release shame and guilt because they love you and they care for you, that feeling, that's reality. Now, when people pile on to you shame and guilt, when people judge you, uh, when people uh, believe they know who you are without ever really finding out who you are, when people use guilt as a tool or a weapon or shame you, uh, that's inside the false reality. So, guilt, shame, uh, selfishness is inside the false reality. Being free of guilt and shame, being selfless, is outside that false reality in the new reality where we are called to be. And you may be saying to yourself, well, God, Skip, you're just telling us to be decent, loving people. Yes, <laughs> it's that simple. Folks, I'm not offering you steps to anything here. I'm not making some bold statement. I'm not doing rocket science or quantum physics, the way out of the false reality is love. But it's got to be real. It's got to be uh, truth-filled. And what I mean by truth-filled is this. Let me, let me say this. That it has to not have a, a, a selfish agenda to it. What a lot of people mistake as love is infatuation. It might even be brotherly love. But to achieve agape love, to achieve uh, unconditional love, or at least something close to it, is a different matter altogether. It is really uh, as free of personal agenda as one can get. Now, I don't say completely free because I don't think any of us in, in this world can be completely free uh, we still have wants and needs as humans. So we have to attend to them too. But I believe we can come darn close to unconditional love. I believe we can practice kindness. And I believe that those things point the way out. I believe that they are a state of being rather than just ethical things to do. That you can be love. You can be kindness. You can be generosity. You can be these things, and that's what it means to live outside of, of the false reality that we've created. So let me leave you with this. Selfishness, judgment, uh, ulterior motives, uh, trying to seek attention, doing kind acts to get the attention, that's the false reality. Selflessness, kindness for no reason, love that helps people, um, and I will also say, understanding your own wants and your needs in healthy ways, those are outside of the false reality in the new reality. 
May you find your way to the new reality, my friends. There you have it. There's what I have for you today. Uh, I will talk to you very soon.